This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. My healing journey will continue beyond the efficacy of medical intervention, beyond what is common knowledge and expectation, because my body was created by God to heal itself. Valeria Tellez interviews Donna Fado Ivory, the author of Sleep, Pray, Heal, A Path to Wholeness and Well-Being. Donna Fado Ivory is an artist, spiritual leader, inspirational speaker, teacher, and writer. Her celebrated healing journey from a disabling head injury makes Donna a sought-after speaker. For 17 years, Donna relied on opiates, a cane, and wheelchair to get around. Now she walks freely. With humor and humility, Donna shares a spiritual path to wholeness. Graduating with honors from the University of California at Davis and Boston University School of Theology, Donna pastored congregations in Northern California as an ordained minister. Called the most unreligious religious person folks have ever met, she enjoys watching the sunrise, baking bread, and playing charades. She is married to the Reverend Dr. Hubert Ivory, and they have two adult daughters. Donna is the author of the award-winning memoir, Sleep, Pray, Heal, A Path to Wholeness and Well-Being, creator of The Scarf of Tears, a gift for the healing process of grief, and owner of Adventures in Healing, a business dedicated to the art of healing. The upcoming audiobook of Sleep, Pray, Heal is made possible by a grant from the California Arts Council, a state agency, and the National Arts and Disability Center at the University of California, Los Angeles, and will be available on Audible. Meet Donna at adventuresinhealing.com. Here is the interview with Donna Fado Ivory. In your own words, who is Donna Fado Ivory? I am a daughter, a mother, a minister, an artist, uh, a disabled woman who is healed and disabled and whole. And that's uh, a question that I ask not to everyone, some of my guests, I think I asked today to somebody about healing being a destination. Do you also see it that way, Donna, somehow? Um, I think rather than healing as a destination, I see it as an integrative process. Uh, so uh, I talk about healing not being returning to normal. And that normalcy or that perfect ideal of what healing is, it's like it's never quite attainable. Um, but through the spiritual gifts and understanding, it's more like a, uh, an ecosystem 
uh, an integrated whole, a mystic oneness that everything is brought together and and completely embraced as being whole. Because uh, for me, healing is wholeness. What do you think the purpose of the human experience is? Have we chosen to be here in a human body and to go through the challenges we go through in order to find wholeness? That's a good question. Um, I think me personally, uh, my human experience is is to learn um, about my sense of being and how that connects to uh, God as the creator of the universe and uh, spirituality as that breath of God that moves through everything. And so my experience is my human experience in this life is to keep on stumbling and trying and then falling back in that spirituality and wholeness that's provided by the grace of God. Um, so it, it, it's not as much as a, a life experiment as is um, for just a, a faithful journey, a sojourn on this earth and how much we can learn about ourselves and, and about the creator of the whole experience. I usually use the word trust. Do you connect faith to trust? Are they somehow the same from your perspective? Um, I don't think they're synonyms, um, but definitely you can't have faith without trust. Um, I do think you can have trust without faith. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. uh, so and uh, I'm trying to remember the Hebrew scripture. Um, let's see. Faith is the assurance of things hopeful, um, hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Um, so it's like there's an evidence of, uh, of God and, and spirituality and grace, even if we can't see it. And so that's faith. But I completely trust my husband. I guess you'd say I have faith in him. I guess I think of faith as more of, of uh, a, a spiritual thing. And do you also see a difference between spirituality and religion? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, I personally define spirituality as a dialogue with the breath of God. Uh, giving, receiving, and then there's, um, you know, inhale, exhale. I mention this a lot in my book, do, doing breath work and yeah. just getting that new oxygen, that, that new source of wisdom and wellness that comes from God and be able to exchange and exhale and give something back. So there's a give and take, give and take, give and take. Um, but my husband, uh, Hubert, he has a PhD with spiritual psychology and East-West psychology. And he, he corrects me that I'm wrong because many religions do not have a Godhead. You do not have to have a Godhead for it to be spiritual. Um, so I say, well, but for me, God means many things, and it goes beyond the institution of the church over the ages and eons or different religions. So spirituality, I think, embraces all things, and so does God for me. Do you also somehow connect the idea of God to unconditional love? 100% yes. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. <laughs> A thousand percent. I agree with that too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Talk to me for a moment, Donna, about the power of prayer. Well, for me, the, the power of prayer, um, well, 
in my experience of brain injury, um, prayer changed for me. And it beats when I couldn't find the words to pray. And a lot of people define prayer as being uh, uh, words or or saying the right words. Um, And for me, prayer is is goes beyond words. And uh, the spirit speaks for us uh, at a level deeper than words. And that is the prayer experience, the spiritual experience. So when I talk about prayer or I'm in prayer, it's very spiritual. It is a dialogue with the breath of God, definitely. And there's answers. And that's, I guess, prayer could be, um, I haven't said this before, but but, but like a, a, a containment there, like a container to say, I'm going to ask and I'm going to notice the answers. So there's a give and take. It's like looking for the answers because you're in that dialogue. You're in that conversation with God. And it's a powerful, wonderful thing. So when you say beyond words, is that a feeling? Would you say a feeling, an emotion? Well, when I um, painted my my prayers, because I didn't have the words, uh, which I talk about in, in my book after head injury, the words would just evade me. I couldn't find the words. But if something was heavy on my heart or I needed to deal with it, I could certainly um, paint a prayer, but I could not write one down or remember what I was saying. And what was wonderful is that I wasn't expecting it, but the art itself and the painting became the language of prayer. So it, whenever I would paint something that was true or honest, it's like I, I hit that, that heartbeat of honesty, like this is the this is really what's going on inside of me. Then I could see there would be brushes of the spirit and answers in the painting itself that I did not put there, and so it became representative, an illustration of wow, God does answer us when we um, when we share our, our true hearts, really. And there is a give and take, and there is there are answers. So prayer is beyond words. And uh, Romans eight, it uh, the Apostle Paul, he talks about when we do not know how to pray as we ought. And really, I didn't know how to pray because <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know names. I didn't know right. which day it was. I didn't know how to say something. It's like the Spirit will speak for us. And we can still be in that presence of that place of prayer and that give and take with the Spirit, even if we do not know how to pray. And that was just such a powerful thing uh, to be able to say, yeah, I have no idea what's going on and I don't know. But prayer is still happening in this dialogue with the breath of God. Wow. And it it was shown in the paintings. It's like, yep, God is for real. This really does work. (laughs) This is great. (laughs) Can we have these experiences, these knowing moments, these conversations with God, as you call it, mm-hmm. every day, every moment, or only when we are going through tough challenges and difficulties? I think it's every day, every moment. Yeah. And um, there is, uh, in the, the, the Christian Lord's Prayer, um, I have to say it from the beginning, because it's just like I have to sing the ABCs from A. Order to get it. Same with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? Yeah. 
kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And in my um, spirit journey work, which is in the second book, I learned that I could actually um, live on earth as it is in heaven. And that's claiming every day as a mystic and to saying heaven is on earth right now. And that's in uh, process theology kind of goes into that kind of like metaphysical stuff. Um, but it, it's very, very it, it, so embrace it now every single moment, every day, every day I breathe in. And that's the spirit of God giving more life. And that's a piece of heaven right there. Uh, 2020 has been a um, challenging time of change for lots of people, most of us. What insights have you gained, Donna, from 2020? Uh, some of the positive insights I've gained is that uh, slowing down yeah. it, it is not uh, going backwards. Mm, right, right. Um, and that... Uh, I am not in control. Um, and if we and this this reminds me of my journey with brain injury too, to say I can't figure it out. I can't work harder and make this better. Um, I don't know, but God knows and that's okay. And so it, it comes down to when you say trust and faith. Um, yeah. it's like I have to take every day just as a day. Um and be grateful for the space on this planet. And uh, I think one of the nice things uh, about the shelter in place is learning Zoom and connecting with family who we we didn't get to see as often. Now we get together once a week and talk on Zoom. You know? so that's a new thing. Before it was like, oh, well, you know, when we see you and we make sure to see each other. So there's more, I think, an appreciation of the connections, the loving connections we have with one another. So that's been an education um, in this very unusual and very difficult year. What is a miracle from your perspective? Oh, <laughs> that's hard because in it, well, my second book, <laughs> yeah, I, I talk about how uh, when I, for, for for example, I was able, after 17 years of relying on narcotics, cane, and wheelchair to get around, um, I did have a profound spiritual healing that I could walk again and completely go off narcotics, and I no longer use a wheelchair. Um, so it's like, wow, it's a miracle. People say that, and sometimes I'd say it, but then I have to have a very deep conversation with God. What does that mean? Um to those who, who have continuing disabilities and chronic pain, which I continue to have, um, does that mean that a miracle is something you can achieve and then leave the others at the roadside? To say some people are just more blessed than others, or we get into this comparison game that it's just not a sacred, holy way. So I really resist using the word miracle because it has such um, an elitist connotation to me. And that elitism does not belong in a, in, in a spiritual life because we are all one. And so I love the sunrise. I think every morning a sunrise is a miracle. 
as the gift of a new day. So I don't like to have miracle as being something to achieve, but rather a, 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 an embrace of the universe of, of God, of light, that is completely sacred. And for me, that that's a miracle. It feels like a miracle, the whole continue everything about life. So it's not, yeah, I love the way you say that too, not a destination, not one moment in time, but life as a whole. Yes, being a miracle. Mm-hmm. What is the meaning of freedom to you? Um, the meaning, the meaning of, of freedom to me, that's a good question. Uh, I would say it's like the expansiveness of the sky. Uh, there was one day on the anniversary of my head injury that I said, what I want to do with the head injury is not look at four walls. I want to see distance. Mm, yeah. And we drove out so that we could see the forest and, you know, and, and yeah. just to see distance, mm. like how it goes beyond mm. uh, where I had been shut in for so long. Right. And that had the sense of freedom. And it really was, where is my gaze? What am I looking at? And just th- just that vision of possibility, uh, for me, that's freedom. Yeah, thank you so much for your wisdom, Donna. It's really beautiful. Oh, thank you. The love that I feel and hear from you. So you wrote the book, Sleep, Pray, Heal, A Path to Wholeness and Well-Being. I guess my question, my initial question at this moment is the purpose. What was the purpose of writing your book? The purpose of writing my book uh, was to share the good news of um, the way healing happens um, through brain injury and chronic pain and disability. And uh, so it was to share the good news. I I didn't start writing it until I think, uh, was it 19 years after my injury? So it wasn't a process of just sharing what I'd gone through. I think there's which which expressive writing is a very healing journey in itself. Um, But the purpose of this book, I I would be uh, teaching and doing some keynotes and some workshops. And I gathered what people uh, were moved by or what they wanted more on. And yet uh, people would say, oh, I wish so-and-so could come and hear this, but she's not able to get out of her house. She would love to hear what this, so it's putting it, writing the book was to put it in a format that could be shared more easily um, and and share the good news. Because it's more theological insights um, and real life stories um, that just garner, wow, look at this, I had no idea. And so they're they're little pieces of, of light and love and joy sprinkled throughout the whole thing. So um, pain, Mm -hmm. physical pain, is that something that it's always attached just to suffering from your perspective, or we somehow can uh, have the pain but not suffer? Whoa, that's a profound question. Uh, For me personally, uh, my physical pain uh, and I should say emotional pain, social pain, right? Uh, it, it's always connected to suffering. Uh, and I believe that God can transform suffering. Um, and for me as a Christian, 
the journey of Jesus, um, he knew the depths of suffering. And so it was, okay, he didn't run away from it. Um, and I think a lot of our illness in our society today is caused by people unable to sit with suffering. Uh, the, the, um, the opioid epidemic. Somehow in our culture today, take a pill, make it go away. You're not supposed to suffer. You're not supposed to feel bad. You're not supposed to have pain. Um, and then tell somebody who has chronic pain for a physical reason, such as me, because a 200-pound glass partition fell on my head. Yes, I have chronic pain. Um, and are there, there must be something wrong that it's continuing. Uh, so I think that suffering, it, it, it's a part of the ecosystem of life, really. I don't think anybody can get through life and not suffer. So in your book, you said something, I made some notes here. You said, asking God for help to get me through this, I paint my prayer about the storm in my head. Talk to me about that moment that you became an artist. I mean, you didn't know that that was the, the plan, but yeah, how did you become an artist? When did you realize that that was divine art per se? Well, I've always loved art uh, since a very early, early age. Um, I, I loved, I would be, they called, my nickname was Ferdinand, walking with my grandmother through the park, because I'd want to stop and look at all the flowers and the colors, smell them, and just enjoying that, and to go to museums. I just love, oh, I'd love to paint like that. I just always loved art. Um and, and then in college, a uh, visiting professor in an art class I was taking uh, told me I didn't have the talent to be an art major. So I just put it away. I said, that's it. Um, and I think the divinely inspired art came about when I started using it as a language for my own um, recovery process and uncovering the depths of suffering and what it is to be able to just paint my prayers. And I these paintings, um, not to show anybody else, but just because I knew I had to express myself in some way, and the words weren't working. So, uh, so that's when it's when it's that expression or sharing of the heart or what feels very real or what I'm going through. Uh, it's like being sitting down with a really good counselor that you can say anything, a and that is when it came uh, divinely inspired with a conversation with God. And then God uh, started, the, the brush, brushes of the spirit started moving and I would discover things in the painting um, that honestly I didn't put there. So it, it's pretty, pretty exciting process. You also ask questions, I mean, incredible questions in the book. You say, how do I paint a body of pain? What is the truth? Who are you, pain? So you ask these questions to that state of being of the body. So today, Donna, how do you deal with pain? What is your relationship with pain? My relationship with pain now is that um, pain resides in my body, but it is not of me. So uh, with my painting, Dancing with Pain, it, it's where I, I got to the point that I have a body and I have a partner who is pain who we have to keep rhythm with um, in order to live together. Because I have this partner 
um, that I don't want who is pain. <laughs> and when I was going through a, a pain management center um, process for chronic pain, and I'd been in chronic pain for at least 10 years, um, the, the counselor there said, well, this is where our program uh, tries to get uh, the patient to be able to see that the pain, the pain is not them and that you can still live well enjoy life and still have pain that body of pain for the the mystic oneness as you said we the the pain that is that is social as well as your neighbor's pain or or the suffering of others when we start to open ourselves to uh, the spirit of god um and become open to that breath of life and also become open to others people's suffering there's a bridge in that and so it, it's it, and me dancing with pain um people are more open to me about their pain because it's like here's somebody that's not going to tell me to get over it or that if i just change my mind and think about something else it's going to go away um, so integrity in that to be able to keep with what is true with what is real and that includes pain yeah it's really from my perspective is not easy to understand because I have not been in pain so I don't know what that I have been but temporarily and then it went way in a chronic pain and I know how affected the mind in those moments when I was in pain and I see people around me too how they affected in a profound way when they are in pain. So in your case, it's just incredible. I love the way you speak of pain, the dance, that following the pain's rhythm and understanding what pain's trying to say, almost like listening to it. How amazing. Thank you so much, Donna, for that um, inspiration. It's just um, we needed to come to that space of of understanding of what life is about. And this is coming from the spirit. And that's what basically all of us need to understand, have faith and trust that that we are spirits, that we all come from that place of divine source. And, and, and that's what's real. So pain, it's not as real as the spirit is. And you know that. And I love that. <laughs> they, I can talk to somebody who is going through that. I, I never talked to anyone, not yet. I think I did talk to somebody, but I don't remember having this, the conversation at this level. So thank you for the inspiration. Oh, you're welcome. And would you say that also, I know that this is almost like a giving, uh, pain and gratitude, can they coexist it doesn't seem, for most of us, it seems like it's, they could not come together. But from your perspective, is this something that's easily done because you're coming from a spiritual understanding of life? Uh, yes. <laughs> Just a simple yes. <laughs> because it, if when I do my breath work, when, when pain is the worst work, um, where I really can't find the words because it gets in the way of that knowing in words, um, to breathe in the goodness, love of God, and exhale what I do not need. Uh, to breathe in and know that 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 the brushes of the Spirit are filling me, that the breath of God is filling me, full of life beyond my knowing. And then exhale what I do not need. To be able to do that breath work 
is a is a place of gratitude. And so it's and I can I will do that, um, especially when pain puts me on pause. And speaking of the lockdown this year, on pause. Can you and, and just yes, I have to sit back and I can't do anything but breathe. But that's a place of gratitude and of of embracing the oneness and the wholeness because the, the mystic view of, of the world. And I, and I've kind of graduated into more of a mystic understanding rather than the religious um, cognitive understanding of spirituality. Um, and if there's oneness with the world, which I believe there is with the spirit of God, with the suffering, with the gratitude, with the pain, with the environment, with creation, it's one. And so that's a full embrace of it all. And so I really, I, I would say, yes, absolutely. Gratitude can live right next door to pain. Your work reminds me, for some reason, so I know if you don't take this the right way, um, I, which I don't think you will, but I'll say it anyway. It reminded me of Frida Kahlo. Do you know oh, that Mexican artist? Oh, of course I do. Yeah. And, and I have heard that before. And I went to her exhibits. In fact, just the one um, last year during lockdown when the uh, museum in San Francisco opened. I just recently, a uh, few months ago, saw her exhibit. Yeah. I, I, and Diego Rivera. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she, she was able to express the reality and honesty about her life with incredible suffering. Um, through her painting, and uh, she's an incredible artist. Yeah, she, she's amazing. She's amazing. And so you, and so you, oh, Donna. Thank you, thank you. And so you. Uh, so we're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. Would you like to add anything or read that beautiful poem called Dancing with Pain? I will book? read <laughs> the poem Dancing with Pain. Um and this is this is three years in after my head injury, um, so this is not the beginning of living with pain. This is after I've gotten to know pain through the three years, really listening to yourself and, and listening to myself and listening to pain and being able to say, to to uh, observe and understand who pain is. So it's like growing to that level and 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 being a, a person who listens and finally to say no it's not my choice to live with pain uh, so dancing with pain i do not choose to have pain as my partner following my every step bending my body to its intention holding me always with cutting arms tripping me up to fall fully into its blunt harsh body reflecting distorted and exaggerated aspects of me. I do not choose to have pain as my partner. For three years now, I've grown into knowing this partner of mine called pain. I've caught on to just an ebb of a stunning, suspicious secret about pain's way. Shh, why the secret? Perhaps the face of pain is so gruesome my fear skedaddles over a cooperative character of pain. Pain follows rhythm. I step forward. Pain steps back for a moment, then lickety-split, pain steps forward again. I overdo too many steps at once. Pain cuts in. I can do as long as I keep rhythm with pain. 
Pain follows rhythm. With pain as my partner, I can dance. Sashay, triple step, step together, side back, tap, 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 moving, rejoicing, feeling the exhilaration of sheer freedom as body blends with breathless desire of soul. I can dance. It is a precarious, delicate dance I live with this nasty partner called pain. But pain knows and follows rhythm. Therefore, I choose to improve my dancing skills. I will outwit, outstep, outinvent. I will keep up a joyous movement while keeping in rhythm with life's music, while keeping in rhythm with pain. Will I become so advanced that I will take the lead? How do you define success these days? What is to be successful to you? Um, to be successful to me is um, to be grateful uh, for the light and love of the Spirit of God and to be loving. And if you knew you would die soon, meaning leaving the body, would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way? Uh, no. I love that answer every time I hear. Because every no. breath is a gift. And I do believe that when um, my breath leaves the body, uh, God will provide a new one. Um, that's from Second Corinthians. And, uh, and that, you know, is part of life. Death is a part of life. Yes. And uh, we're lives to, we're always prepared to die. Do you believe in, or do you have an idea or vision for afterlife after this existence? Well, <laughs> my second book, I'm all right. I was spirit, spirit travel working. Right. Uh, Jesus and a shaman. Uh, <laughs> I, I can completely describe where I see heaven. <laughs> mm, wow. wow. Uh, so it, it's not the Hollywood heaven in the skies up in the clouds. That's just, uh, it's, it, it's like, a, I don't know, a trans-dimensional reality. Um, so it's it, beautiful. It, it's just beautiful, powerful. And our, our brains and bodies on this, this earth, there's so much more. All we have to do is open, 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 and imagine where we can be or, or travel or go after this life or heaven in the next. And, and heaven makes me smile. Just the word makes me smile. Yeah, it's a, it's a very light, elevated word. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And my last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? Three things I know about life for sure. Um, well, that God is real and is bigger than any religion. Um, that uh, the spirit is as close to me as my breath. And that love casts out fear. Thank you so much again for your wisdom, timeless wisdom, I call it, your beautiful presence, the work that you do, and everything else in between that can be felt. <laughs> thank you so much, Donna. And thank you, Valeria. It's a joy to just uh, speak with you. And I feel like we have a bridge of understanding here. And uh, 
Thank you for sharing your presence with me this way. Thank you. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Um, adventuresinhealing.com. And it's also donnafatoivory.com. Um, and I have a Facebook page, Adventures in Healing. And the audiobook of Sleep, Pray, Heal should be coming out by early this summer. I got a grant uh, from UCLA Disabled Artists and the California Arts Foundation. And yeah. so I've um, been working on an, the audiobook for Sleep, uh, Pray, Wow, yeah. that would be wonderful. The way you read the poem. Are you, are you recording yourself? You're going to use your own voice or... I am using, yes, I'm reading. I've been through oh. it with uh, with a drama coach, right. and I've got all my notes, And um, but there is a professional audio engineer who will be doing the editing. Um, but the grant, uh, I've, I've got the, uh, the hardware um, and the software, and it's quite a learning process. Uh, it is, it is. And I, it, because of my brain injury, I can't do a, a, a long sitting. Uh, so I'll do a little bit each day, and I have my little recording studio with the sound softening right here in my art studio. Okay. Yeah, so it's great. It's exciting. Yeah. I would love to listen to that. I love the way you sound, though. Reading the poem was just beautiful. Thank you so much again, Donna, and we'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks, Valeria. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Donna Fado Ivory and her work, please visit adventuresinhealing.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.